Today is the very last show of the year. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's exciting. So, yeah, so Amy Weeds is going to close out the year for us. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, you're so welcome. This is exciting. Yeah, very last one. I can't believe it. So this is the first full calendar year that we've had. We started in April 2018. So it's been almost two years and April will be two years. So wow. I can't believe it. Yeah, I feel that long. I think I've, I think we're only on episode, we're like in the forties on our podcast and, um, you know, and it just, it's crazy to even, it just goes by so fast. You don't even think about it and you're like, wow, that, that happened already. <laughs> I can't believe it. We've only missed a few weeks. So guys, uh, this is the last one of the year. We're, we're going to miss two weeks coming up. So we're, we're yet, I have no show. I think the 23rd and the 30th. I think those are the Mondays. Um, we're taking both those weeks off and we did that last year. So we missed a few like that. Like there was a couple of holidays we took off and like one conference I was, I couldn't, like I was flying or something I couldn't be on, but that's it. Like we've been on pretty much every Monday. I can't believe it. So, um, awesome. <laughs> yeah. so you have some fans in the chat. Eat, sleep. Amazon is here to support you. Hey, Tiffany. <laughs> um, Mario, Mario has been in the group since the very beginning, right, Mario? I think so. Oh, Pretty, wow. I, I met Mario in um, New Jersey a couple years ago. He was in the green room. Do you know the green room? Uh, like Steve Rakin and... Um, I don't think so. No? no okay. I haven't heard Steve of that Rakin one. is, uh, he does a lot of uh, FBA and Amazon and he also does eBay and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, we met at a green room party. Teresa, um, thank you guys all for being here tonight. Yes, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. So I started talking to Amy because of TikTok. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was a controversial post. I guess a lot of people feel like it is, uh, I don't know, um, like it's not safe. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> It's interesting because TikTok started out as musically. Right. And, you know, it was just this kind of fun way to um, make a quick, short little music video. Yeah. And, um, you know, it got people kind of out of their shells and you didn't have to sing or anything, but you could still kind of put yourself out there. And so um, it really, you know, there was some big, big uh, fans and big stars, I guess, you, you know, just like YouTube stars. There right. were some people that got quite a following from when TikTok was Musical.ly. And then, right. of course, you know, um, TikTok acquired Musical.ly and um, then it just became TikTok. So, I mean, I think that's the story anyway. But um, yeah. my daughters, I have 10 and 12 year old daughters and they love TikTok. And yeah. it's just funny to watch them watch it together and laugh. And yeah. I think overall it's pretty harmless. You know, it's yeah. just a bunch of videos of, of people just like singing, dancing, doing fun things. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I can see people's points if it's like a different country that owns it because a lot of these social media sites do become powerful. Like Facebook really does have a lot of power. So does, uh, you know, Twitter and all these other ones. So I can kind of see if like you don't want another country to have that kind of, like knowledge about us and everything, but I it's don't know. really interesting because <laughs> you know in China most social media is actually blocked. Um, right. They only allow 
a WeChat, which has um, kind of a little section called WeChat Moments, which mm -hmm. allows people to kind of post photos and like kind of like yeah. a Facebook feed. So yeah. um, I thought it was really interesting that um, it was a Chinese company that acquired it, considering um, considering all of the blocks on those types of sites and channels in China. And so right. for me, I think that it actually shows a lot of progress. Uh, I go mm -hmm. to China twice a year and take oh, entrepreneurs with me. And this is a perfect segue for that because yeah. you're the perfect person to talk to about China. <laughs> you go there all the time. Yeah, uh, and I think it's like it's so cool to think about um, the fact that every time I go, there is more and more. Um, China seems to open up more and more and allow more and more of that kind of side of things. It's interesting because, you know, there's like a billion people there and I can't imagine trying to keep the peace with <laughs> with wow. that many people, especially with their their past. Right. So I think that the government is really trying to balance that and, um, you know, balance it in a way where, you know, adding in some more um, things like social media type things without um, too much all at once. And, you know, I'm not a political expert. I'm not a political yeah. person at <laughs> all. Either. So, either one of us. Are. Know, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I think it's a, if, if nothing else, I think it's a step in the right direction for China. That's a really interesting perspective. Thank you for saying that. Cause I hadn't thought about it from that point of view. I think you're right about that. So, um, but yeah, I, I did two videos so far, so we'll see. <laughs> I have a long way to go to really learn it. And I didn't do it correctly where you're supposed to like see what's trending and the right hashtags. I kind of just did what I wanted to do. So now I have to actually learn the proper way to do TikTok. Um, but anyway, so let's, so we talked a little bit about how you go to China and all of that, but let's back up and, and sort of give everybody the overview. Like, how did you get into this whole world? When did you start? When did you start e-commerce? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so I've been selling on Amazon and eBay since about 2007. Um, so I've been on there a little while. And the funny thing was, um, I was in the, the U S air force at the time. And wow. in 2007, and um, I was stationed in Sumter, South Carolina. It's a really tiny little town, not that far from Columbia. Uh -huh. And um, I just remember uh, seeing, I had a bunch of textbooks because I was in college full time while I was in the military. And um, I remember seeing on Amazon, on my Amazon app, um, sell yours here. Uh -huh. And I that's what got me started is I saw that little button and I was like, oh, I can sell one? Cool. <laughs> you know, so I just listed like a textbook on there, I think. And it sold like immediately. And then I just started listing other stuff around my house that I didn't need anymore. Just, you know, I don't really like clutter. Uh yeah. so I was just like selling CDs and I would package them myself. Like I would cut up boxes at home and tape them wow. together. And, <laughs> and then I started selling on eBay and just like thrifting. I didn't really like eBay because there was so many scammers on there, you know, oh. and, and they would just file claims with eBay. And, you know, I just remember that kind of really scared me off. So I mostly just did Amazon and I mostly was doing like used stuff. Wow. So in 2007, you were doing Amazon. Yeah. Wow. I did Amazon in 2014 and that seems so early. Like now people are like, oh, you did it all the way in 2014. 
Yeah. But because a lot of people did eBay, you know, for a long time, but Amazon in 2007, that's pretty early, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't remember FBA being a thing back then. I don't, I don't think it was yet. No. Yeah. It was mostly just, you know, I would sell like video games and CDs and books and whatever. And it was just a hobby, you know, it was just like, okay, I have extra stuff. And, uh, you know, I wasn't like, you know, doing any kind of crazy things, but I did, I do remember I had the seller app and mm-hmm. I would scan things. And, um, I think like the next year or so I was scanning things. And I remember I was in a, uh, I was in a Goodwill store and I saw this, like this bin of like old, like Polaroid, ca- they weren't Polaroid, they were Polaroid brand, but they were just like the snap cameras. Mm-hmm and just really old and um and i could buy them at the thrift store for eight dollars and i think back then you couldn't like scan really like you would type it in or whatever and Mm -hmm. i just remember typing it in on amazon and they were selling for like forty dollars and at that moment i was like oh my gosh like there's actually real yeah there's like real (laughs) money to be made here but either way i got stationed in hawaii after that and oh i know poor me right but i wasn't about to start like shipping stuff from oh yeah it's too far (laughs) for anybody who's doing fba in hawaii i'm like so intrigued yeah well i think it's not so bad now because there's fba right but back then i was merchant fulfilling everything like that adds a lot of extra cost to have to ship from hawaii yeah. So that's why I just took a break from it. I was in Hawaii for four years and I took a break from it. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so I wasn't really doing it then. And I was just kind of like hanging out and I finished my uh, college and stuff like that and mm-hmm. was working. And, um, and yeah, then we, uh, got, we moved, we retired from the air force and I took a job here in San Antonio, Texas. Nice. And yeah, and I did some stuff in cybersecurity. I was still working for the Air Force at the time mm-hmm. um, as a civilian. And um, and I came up with this idea. Uh, well, it wasn't really an idea. It was a problem that I had. Um, That's I, where great ideas come from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, um, I had this problem where um, I had three cats and the litter boxes, you know, they're stinky. They're gross. <laughs> and... Um, unfortunately I suffer from chronic severe migraines and they're triggered by lights, sounds, and smells. Mm. And so my cat's (laughs) litter box was causing me to have constant migraines. And no matter what we tried, like, you know, how many times we were cleaning in a day, we were still like dumping all the litter every week. And it just, it really scared me because I didn't want to get rid of my pets, you know? Yeah. Um, So I tried everything and I started sketching like better litter boxes and stuff whenever I would travel for work. And I don't know what I was ever going to do with those ideas. You know, I just kind of at the time I was like, well, maybe you could do this or maybe you could do this. And um, and, uh, you know, I'm just trying to work it out. And everything that I thought of was like already done, you know, and uh, or it didn't work, you know, like the sifting Mm -hmm. litter boxes and the scoop and different liners, like it's still the same messy problem and it's still stinky. Right. And so one day I woke up at like two o'clock in the morning and I was like, oh, my gosh, the problem is the litter box. And um, and I started on this journey to invent a product. And um, this whole journey started for me for private label on Amazon because I knew I could launch my product on Amazon, 
And uh, I knew I could build a brand around my products. And, um, and really, honestly, because there were so many scammers out there, like I, I couldn't get help to invent a product. You know, like I, I tried like looking it up, Googling it, you know, how do I do this? And <laughs> the product design firms, they all wanted like $30,000 to help mm-hmm. you just to like do something with you. Like that doesn't even get molds or anything else done. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm a smart girl and I'm going to freaking figure this out. If all these brands out there can bring products to the market, I can do it too. You know? So, wow. <laughs> so I just started like cold calling manufacturers and like just and some of them would hang out oh by me. Oh my gosh, I'm so impressed, Amy. Oh my God, you sound exactly like Sarah Blakely. <laughs> that's I'm exactly a crazy girl. She, that's exactly what she did. She didn't even know that you're not allowed to, like, that you're that it's hard to uh, get, what was it? Like that you are supposed to go to trade shows and stuff to show your product. She's like, oh, I thought you just call them. So she just <laughs> called and was able to get a product into Macy's. <laughs> yes. See, you, you just like, you know, I, I just, I'm one of those people that, um, that I've, I've re- figured out that I can do anything I put my mind to. And so I just was like, I'm not going to let this stuff stand in my way. And there has to be a way. So I started figuring it out and sharing my story along the way. And that's how amazing at home was born. So I started posting little videos in this little group about business planning and about my journey and about inventing a product and about, you know, Amazon. And I became a copywriting expert and, you know, just all of these. That, what was the group on Facebook or where was the group? On Facebook. Yeah. Okay. And in the beginning, like I had like 10 people in there, you know, <laughs> like, so I you, was, you started the group or it was a group you were already in. It was my group. Yeah. I started the group just to share stuff, just to be like, I'm just going to share some things. Like as I learn them, I'm going to share them. Had you been following other people to know that that was something that people did or did you just randomly think like, I need to just do this? I was in a bunch of other like retail arbitrage groups. And, um, and so that wasn't exactly my thing that I was trying to work on. And I wasn't really into the private label thing because remember, I didn't go through a guru course to sell on Amazon. So I didn't like, I have an MBA and a couple of undergraduate business degrees. And I was like, um, I don't need a guru course. Like people have been trading goods and services since the caveman days. I'm pretty sure I can figure this out. Right. Like, so I just started, you know, okay. I wrote my business plan. I went to my local small business association, got help with, uh, you know, mentors, there, marketing, that kind of stuff. Everything I learned, I tried to learn to a level where I could teach it. And um, that's what helped me really master every skill in my business. And then I just started sharing it like free. And people were like, you could charge thousands of dollars for the stuff you're sharing in this little Facebook group. And I was like, I don't care. I'm here to help other people. I'm here to help people who were on the same journey and are frustrated like me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how it all got started. And then, you know, I left my job um, one year ago in October 
And um, yeah, now I own five companies and um, a br my brand and then I have Amazing at Home has become its own beast. <laughs> wow. and, um, yeah, so we help people. We have a full service consulting agency where we do product photography, listing optimization, consulting, um, you know, everything like web design, anything, um, you know, brand management kind of stuff. And then uh, I started a podcast with my friend Andy Arnott and, um, and we help, you know, so now we have a company called Digital Fire and another company on the side of that, a software called Rebate Jet, as well as an Amazon software called Seller SEO. And um, so, yeah, it just kind of like all these things just kind of happened. And then I started taking people to China, too, because we decided to go on this China journey and other people inside of Amazing at Home were like, well, we want to come. You're not going to go to China without us. Oh, so, my gosh. <laughs> so we just did it. You know, we're like, well, let's go, you guys. Let's go to China. Oh, my God. Well, Jacob's in the, in the uh, chat and he's saying you helped him with his business this week. Jacob oh. Topping. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Hey, Jacob. Good to, good to hear from you. I can't see you right now, but <laughs> that's amazing. Well, let's, we, that was a lot of stuff. Oh my God. So the, I guess you figured out the product with the cat litter. You were able yeah. to launch a product. Yep. It's called Sifties and it's been on the market for a little bit over a year now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and people love it. And it's pretty cool to see your, uh, your invention, like be out there and actually be helping people. And um, yeah, so now this year, our focus is to actually move that into uh, retail. So we're going to move into specialty retail first, and then move it into some big box um, that uh, retail um, beyond Amazon, you know, and I'll stay yeah. on Amazon still, but, um, but I'm excited to, I have a lot of customers asking for it in Canada and Australia and Europe. And I, I just haven't been able to grow it that fast, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. So I had to redesign the product because mm -hmm. um, it was too large to ship. So, oh, okay. yeah. So I went to Canton and, and found a laundry basket manufacturer that could actually make me like a waterproof collapsible bin and so wow, that's so neat. <laughs> yeah. So we just did that and uh, we're getting ready to relaunch under the new, like, you know, after Chinese New Year when I can finally get to order in. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll be relaunching and um, starting to do some trade shows and um, sell more in our wholesale channels and hopefully expand the brand. And then my, my eventual goal is obviously to sell it because, um, it's, it's really, it's a lot. It's a lot to have yeah. five companies. It's a lot to do all this. So, you know, I'm trying to prepare it to be, um, you know, to be sellable and mm -hmm. uh, so that I can continue to make cool things. And, nice. and yeah. I, I think that's the way to go. Cause I have wanted to start a company and sell a company, but I think because I wanted to start to sell it from the very beginning, I wasn't passionate about it enough to actually start it. So I'm like, wait, this is not the right way to go. Like I need to think of something that I'm passionate enough about to actually start the company. So for you, that's like amazing. You, you made your own invention. Like it was something you were passionate about. Um, but then to still be able to sell it, that's, that's really good. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's been a, such a cool journey and I never expected, you know, when I set out to do this, to invent a product and build a little brand, you know, it's really interesting because I don't think a lot of people when they start 
a side hustle, I guess you can call it, or mm -hmm. when they start like out on a journey, I guess it was a mental hurdle for me to actually realize that I would have to leave my job. Mm. Like I wasn't prepared for that leap, you know, yeah. and that was one of the scariest things I've ever done. And so yeah. I went, I did a live in my group about that, about my leap and yeah. how scary it was. And it's funny because when I left my job, I mean, I, I was a six figure yeah. cybersecurity professional running a team of 36 people, you know, it, it was, it was a pretty big job. And a lot of people would be like, that would be their dream job. Um, right. And so it was a big leap to take. And my husband was not working. He was working full-time in our business and we mm -hmm. were not paying him yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was very scary for me to think, you know, we sat our kids down and we were like, you might not be able to do gymnastics and you might not be able to do karate. And we don't know if we're going to be eating ramen. And our kids were like, it's okay. We're on Aww. board, you know? And that is so sweet. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And so we just took the leap and let me tell you, I had nightmares every night and it was so scary. I thought like the phone was going to stop ringing for amazing at home. And, you yeah. know, it just, I had so many fears and, yeah. um, and, I was at first, I was so scared to not be able to make it on my own. And within yeah. a month, I had tripled my income. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> it's working. <laughs> it's, I, I can make it on my own, you know, yeah. and it was crazy. And now, you know, my biggest fear, like I had a realization the other day. And I was just like, I think I was on my way to visit Andy in California. And, uh -huh. um, and I told him when I got there, I was like, you know, I had this realization. I can never go back and work a job again. Ever. Yeah. And, and I, that's good that you say that. Cause when you, the way you phrased it first was like, I didn't know I would have to quit my job and I've never heard anyone phrase it that way. Like most people are like, that's their goal. It's either their goal or it's their goal that they're never going to quit their job. But I've never heard it quite like that, where you felt like you had to quit your job. Well, because yeah. Helen, I've talked to so many people on consultation calls and uh -huh. they get, they freeze uh -huh. from their own growth. So they yeah. either like they get all the way to the point of sourcing a really great product and then they won't do it or they okay. are, they're selling, but they won't take that next step to like sell yeah. in other channels or to sell more of it or to like learn the next step. And when we break down actually how they're feeling, it's like being a, I don't know, like having a, <laughs> being, a, having a shrinks couch or something. But when we break down actually how they're feeling, it's usually because owning a business is a really scary thing. And yeah. if they don't go to that next step of sourcing that product or m increasing their sales, then they don't actually have to like deal with like, oh my gosh, like this is real and mm. I'm going to do this, you know, like that's a really scary thought for people. And yeah. I think it, 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 a lot of people inhibit their own growth because of that. And so they so only grow so far that they can keep it a side hustle basically. Yeah. So for yeah. you, you felt like you couldn't keep it small like that. Like you felt like you had to make it bigger or you just wanted to make it bigger. Well, the problem was that I, I was so stressed out, like amazing mm -hmm. at home grew so fast because a lot of my clients only had one product and they were making six figures working with me and, um, and in one month working with me. And yeah. so 
I didn't realize that I even had a talent for helping people like hone in their, their copywriting and their brand messaging and their SEO. And um, I didn't even like, now I even coach people on personal branding and everything else and they're doing amazing things. And I, I have no idea that I even can, I had no idea I, I even could help people with this stuff. Like people in my group, they would message me and say, can I like book a call with you or something? And I'm like, well, wait, I don't have a way to charge you for that. I, I don't even, I don't do that, you know? <laughs> and all of a sudden it just took off. It just took off because all these people started sharing, you know, and started the word of mouth started traveling. I never did any advertising. And so here I had my brand over here where I was launching this product and doing all this stuff. And over here I was helping all these people. And that is what took off. That is what allowed me to leave my job because I couldn't manage it. Like I literally was going out to my car at lunch on my, at my job and taking calls yeah. and I was turning people down. And one yeah. of my mentors, he's like a life coach and Efton Gary, he was like, Amy, what do you think is going to happen when you can spend all of your time and energy on your business? And you just told me you're turning down clients, right? Yeah. yeah. And it just took him kind of nudging me. And that, that's who I did the live with in my group about nice. my job because I needed him to like help talk other people off the ledge, right? Like to help yeah. him realize like, it's going to be okay. And the other thing he reminded me, he was like, it's not like you're not, you know, like you can't just go get a job again if something doesn't work out, you know, right. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like I have a pretty <laughs> cool resume. Like I could do that. <laughs> So yeah, it would just, it, it just blew my mind that I was, that I was just so afraid to yeah. try it, you know? And, um, and yeah, so I'm but so you, glad that I took the leap. Do you feel like you were, it was all because you were scared or was it because you liked the job or was it like, what, what? I've I never guess, worked for myself. So that was the main, like you knew you wanted to, but you just were afraid that you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, I was afraid yeah. of failure. Yeah, I'm afraid of failure. I'm a straight A student. I was raised by a narcissist. <laughs> like, yeah. I was raised by a woman, a single mom who's like, she would look at my report card full of A's and she would see the A minus and be like, fix this. There was no like, oh, you know, you did a good job. And so I spent my whole life trying to like prove that I was somebody. Yeah. And I, I, I was on every honor roll. I was on the Dean's list. I, yeah. every, every military school I ever went to, I got all the academic excellence and distinguished graduate awards. Like I was a go getter and I just was like unstoppable when it came to like proving how good I was and I couldn't get off of that. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, and turns out that that actually translates really good in business and working for yourself. <laughs> Because you're good at like, yeah, I got that. I can totally do that, you know, but I was terrified of failure because I'd never yeah. failed at anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was very similar to that. Like, I don't think that I would have been able to leave my job except that I went through a series of failures. And so that kind of like mm -hmm. got that fear off the plate because, um, I went through not being able to have kids for like years, like best doctors, nobody would pick me to adopt their kids. Like it was just epic failure. Like, 
no matter how hard I tried, like nothing. And then I also, um, my marriage fell apart. So it was just like these like epic failures. And I was like, all of a sudden I was just like, wait, I can do anything I want. Like I'm at the bottom. (laughs) I can literally do anything. It was like this most freeing thing. Like I walked away from a, I was making about 200,000 a year. I walked away from the job, just completely quit it. Like I'm moving to Florida and just was like, it was because I had never really failed at anything. And so then it's like two big things that were the only things I cared about. So I was like, well, everything I care about already failed. So let's try the last thing I care about of <laughs> like starting a business. So um, it ended awesome. up it ended up working out. I ended up getting back together with my husband and everything worked out except the having a kid part. But <laughs> um, but the business part has been so fun. And it's such an exciting thing when you really don't care about failing anymore or proving anything to anyone or caring about what anyone thinks. Cause you're like, I've already been through it. <laughs> Yeah, I've already epically failed and it was fine. So, um, yeah. And I think people have to remind themselves, like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. It was like, such a cool feeling. If, you've, if I mean, you, if you look at any business in history, every single, you know, it's, it's like the success stories. Whenever we see really successful people, you know, you only see their success stories. You don't see everything that they went through on their way to getting there, every failure along the way. Yeah. And so sometimes you get this like feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, I have to be as successful as them. It's funny because people who come with me to um, to Canton Fair, you know, our course, we have this full course, this full like um, startup brand course like ahead of canton fair and uh because you don't just go to canton fair and source products like you need to look you you need to have some kind of focus otherwise it's completely overwhelming but anyway um people get there and they even if they go with a really great idea like a million dollar idea it's if they still feel the need to like source a million products they I don't, I don't know what it is, but you know, every, nearly everybody comes back to me, like while we're in our program and we'll have found like three suppliers for all, for their really great, like million dollar idea that we validated everything. It's ready to go. And they'll still come back to me and be like, Amy, will you walk with me tomorrow during the fair? Because I feel like I need, just in case this doesn't work out, like I would like to have like 10 more ideas you know, (laughs) but if you look at really successful businesses, they focus on one, doing one thing really, really well. And I'm guilty of that in my own business. Like the first time I went to Canton, I had like 28 products on my whiteboard over here (laughs) and I got home and I was like, I have all these great customers in my current (laughs) brand that I'm not even retargeting. I'm not doing anything with them. And, you know, so this time when I went back, I was like, yep, I'm redesigning or expanding. It's so much, you know, so these are growing pains, people. Yeah. It's okay. We all go through this. Like give yourself permission to make mistakes. And there's no like end to it. It's not like you're like, okay, I went through the hurdle and then it's like no more hurdles after it's like, unless you stop growing, you're going to keep having these things next, next level, next problem, next thing. It's just, you got to enjoy the journey and not worry. Like, there's yes. no, there's no time limit. There's no, uh, that has been my mantra this year is enjoy the journey. Yes. Enjoy it. We live this one life, like have fun, enjoy the journey, learn from your mistakes and just do this thing, you know, like, that's, and, it's, 
And it's so exciting every time you hit a new block because it's like, oh my God, I'm learning something new. Like my block right now is that I just am having a really hard time like making any content that might be sold because I've done everything pretty much free. Like everything, like Facebook group free, everything free. So we've been trying to, so many people ask us for a course anytime we go to like a conference or just, I don't know, hundreds so of people. What's keeping you from doing Hundreds of people ask and we're like, I, I don't, I don't think there's a block with Christina. She's fine. She's been a trainer like forever in her old job. Like she's just like, that's what she does is make content to sell. But for me, it's a block. And so it's like, it's, it's exciting because then you recognize it. Before I used to not recognize it. And I would just be like, oh, I'm bad at that. But now I'm like, oh, I'm not bad at it. It's just like this block I have to get past. Like I have to figure out why and like try to get past it. You um, already provide so much value to your audience. Yeah. Um, I think that... I think that really some of the mistakes that we make as, as business owners and especially as course writers is we forget that our audience really loves us and that they want to be part of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to ask them to be part of it. You know, like, don't be afraid of the sales. Like, don't be afraid to say like, Hey guys, this is for you. Like, this is something that you need and we know you need it. And that's why we're doing this for you, you know, because it's not, it's not about, they already know that you're not just trying to take all their money and scam them, right? You're yeah. here with them every week. You're here building a community and, um, you know, and you have so much value to bring. And so I don't think, I think, but I get it. Like I'm on my fourth course now and, um, and I, I get it. Like it's, it's super intimidating. It's super like, you're like, what if nobody buys it? Like I'm spending yeah. all this time, you know, what if people don't think it's valuable? People already think it's valuable. Yeah. Right. With me, it's just like, it's, it's such a block that like, I will procrastinate where it's like, cause I'm not really that much of a procrastinator. I, I'll do work. But with this, I'm like, Oh, I think this over here needs to be done. <laughs> it's ridiculous. How bad the procrastination is. I love so anyway, how, I that's love my how current block. I love how Jacob is over here, like, like cheering you on in the comments. So, like, yeah, it's amazing. What are you talking about? You crazy woman. Well, That's okay, right, so Jacob, this is a power. very good point. This is a very good point. So guys, when you run into blocks, find the easiest way around the block. So for me, the easiest way around the block was doing a mastermind group because it's like similar to what I'm doing where it's a Facebook group. Um, but it's just a little bit closer to a course because it's more like in-depth training, more in-depth. So it's like the in-between. So I feel I had less of a block for that than for actually creating a course. And for so us, that's what, what we always, did. Yeah, that's, for us, what we did is we just started. Like, yeah. we opened the course and we would just release like one thing every week. Right. And, you know, first, of course, we came out with the course outline and all of that. Like, right. write the right. course and then don't feel like, oh, my gosh. I have to write all of the curriculum. Yeah. I have to have everything done. It's okay. Just release it one week yeah. at a time and just, yeah. you know, put it on a schedule and yep. you'll get it done. <laughs> I know. I know. So we're, I'm in process, in process of doing that. Like we're, we're starting with just doing webinars. So it's like one thing at a time, but like a, with a lot of, uh, anyway. It's a, it's a work in progress, but I think it's exciting because you always will have those blocks. So once I'm past that one, it'll be the next one, <laughs> so, Yes. but that, that's good. That means you're always learning and growing. Um, so what is your current block right now? What are you struggling with? 
Oh, goodness. Okay. All of my businesses are in a season of growth. So um, when you get to the point where you're working in your business, doing tasks that a business owner should not be doing, mm-hmm. you know that you should have grown your team like a month ago. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, like four months ago, probably. Right. And so the problem, the block that I'm in right now, it's not really a block. It's a season, you know, it's something mm-hmm. I've overcome before, but it's like, you know, when your businesses are growing and you need to grow your team, mm-hmm. actually like giving yourself permission to go pause. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay if everything doesn't get done today, because we need to take the time to train some folks, hire some folks, it just empower people to help you build it, right? Like so many mm-hmm. business owners think that they have to do everything by themselves. Right. And you really don't. Like you can build an amazing community of people that are just make your business even better. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now is I'm just like, oh my gosh, I have digital fire going on. We're hiring people for that. We have rebate chat that we just launched and that's crazy. And then amazing at home is, you know, like, I don't even know. I don't know. We're doing a conference, our first ever business conference. Oh, so exciting. What is and that? So that's January 28th to the 30th in San Antonio. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So I took a, like, you know, I talked about it in the group and I'm like, you know, you guys, I just want to hang out with you guys. You're amazing. I want to hang out with you. I want to get after these tough things that we all try to work through in our group. And, you know, like, let's do, let's do something like, let's get together. Let's do a conference or something. And everybody was like, yeah, let's do that. And so I was like, okay, well, I, we kind of, I guess I have to do do it it now. So we got to do it. Yeah. And (laughs) oh my gosh. So I teach classes at launch San Antonio. It's like, um, they have like a business pitching competition and stuff like that, where you can like get investors for your business and stuff like that. Wow. um, Yeah. So my, my friend, Kristen and I, I met her at a local mastermind. She has um, a consulting um, business locally Mm -hmm. for local businesses. Um, And she also made her own product and she just got it into Macy's by winning a competition um, for like a business competition. But um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, her and I used to teach classes together and I knew that I could not do a conference by myself. Like, yeah, I was like, Kristen, help. Like, I just (laughs) said that I was going to do a conference and now we got to do a conference. So so now we're doing and people just came out of the woodwork like so many amazing people were like, I want to help. I want to be involved, like, you know, whatever I can do. And so we have just been putting this thing together and we're so excited. Like people are flying in from all over. I'm just overwhelmed. I cannot believe that this is, I mean, and it's going to be my 40th birthday. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know why I said congratulations for hey, birthday, but congratulations hey, about the conference. No, hey, congratulations <laughs> on the birthday too. You know, I made yep. it this far. Um, but yeah, it's just like insane. So yeah, those are like all the things that are going on. And currently I'm really struggling because I'm like, I can't hire people fast enough. I can't give everyone the attention that they need. And I'm just feeling like I'm letting people down and I hate that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> but I love that where you said like, I need help with doing the conference and stuff. Like uh, asking for help is one of those things that a lot of people struggle with also, including me. Like sometimes I feel like, oh, well, maybe they don't want to help me or maybe I should be able to do it myself or whatever. But the, the times that I've asked for help is always like the best thing. Like that's how I ended up working with Christina is I asked for help. 
<laughs> so um, definitely if you guys are watching, like ask for help. Yeah. Network with other people that you're just like, yes, you're, you're me and I'm you and we need to do something. We need to be friends. So, yeah. you know, just don't be afraid to, you know, some of the best people that, um, that work in, I don't like to say they work for me because I feel like we're building this thing together. Yeah. So, um, you know, some of the best people that I found to work with me, um, mm -hmm. have been like, local people in my group. Like I found people in my group and I'm like, yeah. Hey, you know, are you wanting to kind of grow? Are you wanting to kind of learn and let's mm -hmm. do it together. So, um, it's way more fun with help. Yeah. <laughs> way more fun with help and just way better because it's like, it keeps, keeps the train rolling. Like it's uh, somebody to help you. So there's not like, it, it can grow more quickly. So, um, Jacob is asking what kinds of things people have helped with. Okay. So um, when you're putting together a conference, you have to do uh, a ton of, you got to do the schedule. You have to reach out to speakers. You have to plan promotions. Um, so we have somebody doing our videos and editing. We have three ladies working on our social media graphics and reaching out to our speakers. Um, we have, uh, <laughs> we have people doing local promotions. So going to local business events and, um, connecting with other entrepreneurs and, you know, shaking hands, saying hello, spreading the word. Um, and then we had to build our website. We had to create our event, right? We had to do all the logistics with the hotels for people who are flying in. So that is the stuff that people help us. So we have a weekly meeting and, um, we all hang out and, uh, <laughs> and it's really fun. Like we really do have fun together on these weekly meetings, but we have a weekly zoom meeting and we just get after this stuff and we start checking it off, you know, and I've never done a conference before. So I reached out to a lot of the the people that I actually have spoken at their conferences. Yeah. So um, people like Nicole Whitlock is saving my life, that girl. <laughs> like she knows so much about putting together conferences and she's always sending me tips. And I'm so thankful for her right now because Aww. she's also speaking at my conference and, um, you know, and helping promote me. And your speakers are huge because they're going to, they're going to promote you, you know, but you need to give them direction on what to do and how they should promote you. And so it's just, it's a lot of work to put together a conference, but I'm so like, I don't care if two people come, like I'm yeah. so excited. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm just, it's going to be cool. So <laughs> more than and two I people love, will come though. <laughs> I love that the people who have done conferences before are helping you. Cause I, that's one thing that I love about this community and just all of entrepreneurs in general. It's, like, even if it seems like it's something that's a competitive thing, like maybe they, you know, they have something similar, everybody's still willing to help each other and teach everybody everything they know. So Yes, it's so, awesome. it's such a beautiful community. It really is. And, you know, it, there's definitely a need. I created a meetup group the other day for San Antonio entrepreneurs, just on a kind of a, like on a whim. And like the next day I had 26 members and I was like, <laughs> Whoa. You're like, oh, I needed another thing in my life. Whoops. Exactly. I was like, I didn't expect you guys to actually like pull the trigger on that, but you know, now we're doing it. And so now it's all about, so clearly there's a need, right? Yeah. There's a need for, you know, for people to connect. And what's great is, you know, the Amazon community had, and the e-commerce community as a whole has done a really good job connecting. Yes. Um, but other entrepreneurs, they're needing that. And, you know, so it's, it's really cool to learn 
all about different businesses. And I love the show, The Profit. I don't know if you ever watched that with Marcus Limonis, but um, oh, yes, it's, I have seen that. it's so cool because he goes into all these different businesses and helps them. And like, that's like how my brain works. And I'm like, I immediately kind of like see what the problem is and how much uh -huh. you're not like maybe calling out your differentiation or how you have a block in scaling or something like that. And uh -huh. so I love watching his show because it's just like, I feel like, you know, I'm not as good as Marcus. He's amazing. But, um, you know, you I, I love like be. having that mindset, right? Well, yeah, he has all this of experience. Turning it sounds like now. you're well on your way. <laughs> so, well, I'm so excited that I met you. I am so happy about that TikTok post. Thank God that I did that because I'm so happy to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm excited too. So like, merch right is that yeah. is that what we're all about the merch money so we're making some print on demand money <laughs> oh yeah we right? forgot to talk about that on our yeah. Merch exactly yeah. like how can i help with the merch like what what do you guys have going on here you know um i got into merch uh i applied and got into merch and um i never really did anything with it like my kids have their own little t-shirt business um oh. on merch so um, my daughters like to do animation. So they, the problem that I'm having with merch and maybe you guys, you guys are this amazing community. Maybe you can help me out. Problem that I'm having is my daughter, she draws, um, animations, uh, like beautiful, like gorgeous, like anime looking stuff on her iPad. And it's nice. like, it's incredible. So the other day, um, I, I looked at like a really popular, um, like a trend that was happening, like a joke. And I was uh -huh. like, Chanel, draw that for me. And she oh. drew it. It was like, I think it was like the cat. It was dino cat. It was like a cat in a dinosaur costume. Um, oh. It was a funny meme that somebody was like passing around and had all, but she like literally didn't draw that exact thing. Like she made her own anime, like cartoon version of it. Uh -huh. And we put it on a t-shirt and, and submitted it to merch. And Amazon always thinks we've done a copyright violation. And so it's so oh. frustrating because it's like, this is our original artwork. This is not, yeah. but every time we submit one of her amazing um, uh -huh. drawings and, you know, um, cause it's fully like colored everything. Like yeah. it looks like, you know, we stole it basically. And, <laughs> but merch will not approve it. So it's so frustrating oh. because she goes through all these designs. And so, yeah, maybe you guys can help me with that. Yeah. So it definitely doesn't say trademark. It says copyright violation. It doesn't say trademark. No copyright. Yep. Copyright. Yep. They're what? like, prove that you own this basically is the email that we're getting. Like you need to prove that you own this. Hmm. It, Interesting. I mean, if it's, if it looks anything like any, like, Disney or anything like that, I'll definitely be copyright. But if it's something that's just like a cat and a dinosaur, I would think that would be fine. So, hmm. Uh, Jacob is saying the issue is the keyword. So the fact that maybe if I say like dino cat or something, then they're going, yeah. oh, well, you don't own the term dino cat. Well, then I need to learn listing optimization for merch then because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't say anything that's trademarked or anything like that. So all well, the words definitely not trademarked because it was literally like just a like hashtag that was out like that yeah. week, like brand new. And so it's it's definitely like not a thing yet. And so yeah. um, it's I didn't get it. It just really 
And maybe forward me the email after and I can look at it and see, or the listing and I could see if I see anything that could have triggered it. Yeah. Um, but Sometimes yeah. The original <laughs> drawings, the work in progress. Okay. But I just feel like if it's going to take me two months, like it's just not worth, not worth time, it. Right. Like my daughters <laughs> can just, um, what Dino cat is trademark, Jacob. <laughs> He's saying it's trademark. I don't know. Yeah. But, you, um, you it, just got to check all the words. That's all. It's just, it seemed like every single thing that we submitted was like, just turn it down, turn it down, turn it down. And it's like, okay, what? Like even stuff that she drew herself, like out of her own mind, like she drew this DJ girl, like uh -huh. over a record with her, with the headphones on. And it was so cool looking and it wasn't based on another picture or anything. And they shut it down they were like, no, you know, or they wouldn't let us list it. So it's mm -hmm. very frustrating. It's like, okay, well she can just go to, you know, she can put that on Etsy, no problem. She can do it with Printful. So like why waste our time with merch if they're going to keep, making these roadblocks um and it just seems so like sending sorry, them happening to you yeah so it seems like sending them the original drawings or the drawings of the work in progress like that seems like a lot of it seems like stuff that we shouldn't have to do right like if yeah. it is our original artwork i don't know so it just seems like that hasn't happened to me super so. oversensitive on the merch stuff yeah so far that hasn't happened to me i, I don't know it could be could be the words you're using. It could be a lot of things, but I'd be happy to look at it for you and see if I see All right. Anything. Well, that'll give me something to post in this group. <laughs> like, hey, guys, why isn't merch letting me do this? So yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah. And if you don't want to post in the whole group, you could always just message it to me if you don't want to, like, I don't know. Awesome. Well, but, I appreciate um, it. <laughs> yeah. And I can't believe it's almost an hour. I feel like we haven't covered any of the, the stuff I want to talk about. So tell us about Rebate Jet. I don't know anything about it. Okay, so I'm sure you guys are, you've heard of Rebate Key, right? Um, it's just basically a rebate site for Amazon sellers. Um, so what Rebate Jet is all about, and the only reason we called it that, and we're not trying to copy Rebate Key, but the, yeah. the only reason we call it that is because we already own the domain name. <laughs> Andy <laughs> has a little bit of a domain name. Um, I don't want to call it a problem, but... <laughs> <laughs> he owns like every domain under the sun. So he was like, yeah. yeah, I have this really great domain name, you know? So, um, you know, he, he had the domain name for rebate jet and this uh, developer reached out to Andy and said, Hey, I have this site like already built and we could use it as like a shopping platform or a marketplace or whatever. And if we looked at it and it looked really good. And so we thought, you know what, there's so much need for people to be able to promote their products in different ways. Like the some of the biggest roadblocks, especially private label sellers have is, you know, okay, well, how do I do like a messenger flow where I could give away some of my products at lunchtime? And, you know, who do I even send that to? How yeah. do I create an audience? So luckily we already had launched software in our portfolio. Uh, it was AMZ Blitz. And so we mm -hmm. already had over 300,000 shoppers. So we were like, okay, we can just use those shoppers. And then we had a bunch of sellers as well. And so what we did is we created a rebate platform. The other thing, we have a liquidation group that is growing like crazy because of the growth of all of the guru courses is what I'm thinking it is. I don't know. Yeah. There's so many people investing in bad products and having to liquidate. And so our liquidation, we have a liquidation Facebook group and it's just growing, 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 <laughs> growing like crazy. 
And so we see all of these needs, right? And for mm -hmm. us, like, it's never about, it's, it's always about creating tools that solve problems for, so that's what seller yeah. SEO is all about. Like Andy, he has 800 SKUs on Amazon, you know? So he was like, I need something to run my business. So he created it for himself really. And, um, you know, and then just shared it. So, you know, mm -hmm. we're always kind of doing that kind of thing. So with rebate chat, what we did is we created this really cool, um, platform where you can list rebates, where you list your product with any URL to Amazon, right? And mm -hmm. the customer that claims it, they get the rebate check 30 days later. So they pay full price for your product on Amazon. Wow. And then after 30 days, um, then it's like 35 days just to make sure, you know, we're not like, oh, third day 30, I return yeah. it, you know, it's like 35 days. And then they get a rebate check from us in the mail, right? So that's the first way. The second way is promo codes. So let's say that you're launching a new merch shirt and you want to get mm -hmm. some action on it, right? You would love to get it in front of our 300,000 plus buyers. And you're uh -huh. like, okay, I'm going to put this merch shirt out there and I'm going to offer, um, you can create a one-time use coupon code on Amazon. Um, mm -hmm. And you can create, you know, a bunch of codes. So let's say you want to do 20 for 40% mm -hmm. off or something to get your mm -hmm. shirt out there and get it going, right? So yeah. we can actually allow you to list your merch shirt on our, um, on underneath instant rebates on rebate jet. And then what that does is we'll give away the codes for you. So we'll release the codes for you and hold those people accountable. So you don't have to worry about like, Oh, I got to create a Facebook messenger thing and I got to do this and all that. Right. And yeah. so that's what it's all about. So that's the second that's so way. Cool. Well, before you go any further, the coupon code, is that through AMS or it's, is that through something else? It's through Amazon. So you'll create a... I think the coupon codes don't work for merch. Ah, uh, okay. So, so for think, you guys, yeah. you'd be better off doing an, a rebate where yeah. they could... Yeah. So that's okay. You have the two ways to do it. The other thing that we've allowed you to do on RebateJet is post your deals. So let's just say that you just want to post like a sale or, you know, whatever, and you want to kind of bring some attention. So you yeah. can post your deals on there. And then the fourth thing that you can do is post your liquidations. Now we don't, um, we don't take, we make sure that you live in the U S and all of that, but mm -hmm. we just allow you to post your liquidations. We don't take the money for that you know, cause we're not trying to get into all that yet. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we allow buyers and sellers to contact each other and then they could just list on our platform to bring more attention to their liquidation versus trying to like list it in a private Facebook group where yeah. you're not going to have as much exposure. So that's what rebate jet is right now. We uh -huh. have a community Facebook group, um, the rebate jet community. It's like facebook.com slash group slash rebate jet network. So join cool. that group and you can help us build it into whatever we need it to be because we have the capability to make a huge messenger list. We have a capability to um, to actually allow you to list your products, like eventually turn it into a marketplace off of the Amazon where you could list your products. So yeah. there's so much capability for it, but we want to build what the community needs. So right now we see these are the, the needs of the community uh -huh. and we're going to, we don't want to grow too fast. We want to make sure yeah. we work out the kinks right now yeah. and, you know, get everything going well, but that's what rebate chat is all about. So exciting. Oh my God. I love everything you're doing. So 
I'll have to look into that and see like the best way it could be used for merch. Merch, we wouldn't really have liquidation, but some of the people are starting to do merch as private labels. So they're testing out designs on merch and then the designs that do well, they're ordering in bulk and shipping them into FBA because then you can make a higher profit. So yeah. for those people, they might like the liquidation if after Christmas or whatever, there's certain sizes that are left over or things oh, like yeah. that, then they could liquidate that. Well, and they could definitely, so liquidation is just one area right, right. of the site. So they could definitely do rebates. So you come up with a new yeah. shirt and you need some action on it and you can't use any words in your listing. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> you can't optimize a listing. Like we could do a whole session on optimizing a listing, but not for merch apparently. So, you know, if you need some action on that, you know, that would be a great way to do it is put it out there on rebate chat. We allow you to list for free. So one product mm -hmm. you can list for free so that's great, you know, and then that will help you kind of, oh, well, you know, this t-shirt is really cool and it's 50% off. Sweet. Like, you know, yeah. you get counting for those full price sales and hopefully, you know, get some more traction on your new t-shirt. Exciting. I love that. Um, so I can't believe we're, we're two more minutes. So brand messaging, I, we kind of talked about, but we kind of didn't tell us a little bit more about what you do with that. Okay, so brand messaging is all about defining your differentiation. So whether you have a service-based business or a, um, a private label or anything, you need to do three things when you're talking to your audience. Number one, you need to ask, what is your audience's problem? What is it, right? Like, what is their problem? What is the issue that they're, they're going to see your product, right? Then the second part of the brand message is what is your solution to their problem? The third part of the brand message, and this is where the magic happens. And I'm telling you, if you're not making any sales of your mastermind or your course, uh -huh. what is their problem? What is the specific solution that you're offering? And this is the third part. What does their life look like now with your product in yeah. their life? Right? So that those are the three things. And you want it to be sentences, right? You don't want it to be um, you don't want it to be like this big, long paragraph of, you know, you want it <laughs> yeah. to be like, you know, um, <laughs> like I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. You want it to be distinct, um, you know, so what and you want it to be specific and really speak to their need. And, you know, a lot of people get broad. So we do this class at Launch San Antonio and we'll get like accountants and stuff in there. And I'm like, why should I buy from you? You're an accountant. What is it that you do? Well, I can do your, your bookkeeping. Okay, no, 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 no. Everyone what can do that. is my problem? What is the problem that your customers have yeah. in accounting? You know, what is your solution? If you're a web designer, what is the problem? You know, yeah. is there, are there websites not converting? Okay, how can you solve that for them? And what does their life look like now? Cha-ching! Right? <laughs> it sounds so easy, right? Like I, I did sales for quite a while, like uh, early on, and and then I did. I was a loan officer, and like so, I've done sales most of my life. So sales for me are easy, but there's so many people that can't do that. Like you're saying, like they 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 just like either explain like way too much or not enough or like by the time they're done talking you're like i don't even know what this is you're talking about communicating your differentiation yeah. is the key to 
any business getting customers. That is the key to connecting with your customers and making sales. It's the key in your Amazon listing. It's the key in your service-based business. It's the key in selling your course. And Jacob, it's the key in selling your chocolate. What's different (laughs) about it? What's awesome, right? So yeah. So then I guess the last thing that we have to talk about is the Canton Fair experience, right? Yes, yes. And we can definitely go over. I'm so sorry, though. I didn't mean to hold you up. No, it's okay. (laughs) So I have to tell you guys, um, if you have an idea for a product, right? Like if you are like, I just don't know how to develop this. And I don't, the biggest roadblock that people run into is that they don't understand how to validate that people will actually buy their product, right? So they get scared because they're like, okay, is this a good, the number, the number one thing that people book calls with me for is like, can we go over this product? Can we like look at, because either they're, they're, they're not making sales. So they didn't book a call with me before they chose this product. Right. So they're booking a call with me now going, what can I do? You know, and that's when we're defining their differentiation and all of that and um, really working on their copywriting and their keywords. And um, recently, oh my gosh. So recently I had a, a client who her product, she was going to liquidate it. And she was like, you know, it's just not selling. It's not a winner. And um, she was in, she had paid thousands for coaching. My coaching is very affordable because I have a heart for helping people. So mm-hmm. even though you're going to save a lot of money by talking to me, you're, you're yeah. not going to pay a lot of money to talk to me. So that's good. But, um, but yeah, so we were talking and, um, I started studying her competitors in the niche and I looked and one competitor was doing really, really well. And the rest were kind of like, eh, like mid levels, obviously spending a lot of money on advertising. And the rest were like, not doing well at all, like in the hundred thousands in BSR. Right. Yeah. And so I pulled, I did a reverse ASIN search on this one competitor and Mm -hmm. they were mastering certain gift keywords. Mm. So what we did is we started looking at each of those gift keywords. We would pull each of those gift keywords up on Amazon and we look at them and look at what the results were for like, what, what were the search results? What kind of products were popping up there? And then we started targeting each of those products so that we were showing up in their product pages. Y'all, <laughs> we discovered one ASIN, one ASIN that has literally zero to do with her product. So first of all, we rewrote her listing. We rewrote her listing all for these new keywords, like just did a whole, not even her main keyword, what she thought was her main keyword, right. was very low search volume. We rewrote it for all these different like gift keywords and stuff like that immediately she started seeing sales immediately. Like she was like, I sold like nine today. And the next day she was like, Oh my gosh, I sold like 14 today. What is going on? And so then, you know, we did, we had her PPC campaigns. I always do PPC campaigns. In fact, I tell people when they want me to optimize their listing, I do free listing reviews. So I'll look at your listing and I'll tell you exactly what I would do and what you know, I'll like throw it into seller SEO listing lightning and show you what's missing from your listing and all of that. I do that for free y'all. But anyway, um, and you can just go on my website, amazingathome.com under services and you'll see free listing review. But anyway, um, so, you know, I'm looking at this, at this prime, we started whenever some people, I will not optimize their listing if they don't, cause you're taking a chance optimizing it on like 
an off keyword that might not work. Right. So you need to be able to try different things and then run PPC for it and see if, you know, you gain traction. Well, in this case, she started to gain traction and we started product targeting some of these keywords that we had re-optimized her listing for. And all of a sudden, one of the ASINs just took off. Like she started selling like 30 a day just from this one ASIN that we were targeting. Mm -hmm. And this is the other lesson I have to teach you guys is the keyword for this targeting this ASIN was super expensive. So like it was like the recommended was like $2, over $2, right? Yeah. Um, which it's not as expensive as like CBD, right? But yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not as expensive it's as expensive. that, but it's still yeah. expensive. Um, so, you know, but what was happening, so we were bidding like $1.30 and I went in and I looked at that listing page. So you can grab the ASIN, throw it into Amazon and scroll down inside of the listing page and look where your ad is showing up under sponsored product ads. So I'm scrolling through it and there's like 40 pages and I can't find her. And already the A cost is at like 80%. And I'm like, man, we got to do something. I can't find your ad, but you're making 20 sales a day off this dude, right? Yeah. So I don't know why we always think it's a guy, right? <laughs> I know we always think it's a guy selling, but it's probably a girl, darn it. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I raised the bid. So a lot of people would be afraid to raise the bid if their A cost was already at 80%. They'd be like, oh my right. gosh, I can't raise the bid, you know? No, yeah. because if you raise the bid, your placement goes up higher. Yeah. And if you're placed better, then you stop. have a higher yeah. chance of sales. So we raised the bid. She got more sales. It went up to like 30, uh, like 30 sales a day. And we were just like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? And still, I couldn't find her ad. Now her ad was like on page 20. So now <laughs> today, tomorrow, I need to go back in and check her campaigns. And I'm going to raise that sucker again. And we're going to see. There because the A cost is coming down though. Right. Yeah, so it exactly. started at 80 and we raised the bid because now she's getting more conversions and paying less for the clicks. Yeah. It's, so. it's things like that, like mindset things, because people get stuck at things like that. First of all, mm -hmm. in, in the merch community, a lot of people don't want to pay for ads at all. It's like they you want everything to be free. Yeah. So that's one thing. But then the other thing about raising the ads, because sometimes it's like they're not getting any impressions at all. Like they're doing way too low a, a uh, bid. Um, and then just the, the not understanding that, like, if you can do the ad and then the BSR gets lower. So you show up higher anyway, organically. So there's a lot of a lot of things working there. Jacob's asking, um, can you repeat your website again? <laughs> It's amazing at home.com. Perfect. Yeah. And so what we were talking about with the Canton Fair experience. So that's my China trip, y'all. But it's so much more than a China trip. It is a full course. So it is a two-month-long course with over 40 hours of video training. And um, and it comes with like a 200-page manual. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And then you get you get weekly live coaching. So it's like a mastermind and everything. And the, we limit our participants. So it's not like you're in there with 2,000 people. Like it's very like, like people, when they meet each other first time at Canton Fair, like when they get to China, they're like mm -hmm. all hugging each other and everything. And they're like getting up you know, to meet each other and, you know, whatever, because they're like family because it becomes yeah. like this. So everybody signs an NDA because you're working in this like tight knit mastermind and you're learning how to come up with unique ideas. 
That's mm -hmm. what we're teaching you. We're teaching you what the, what some of the, we're teaching you the per, the process of ideation. So there's mm -hmm. all of these um, big brands out there that have been really successful bringing innovative ideas to market, right? Mm -hmm. We just took what the what the processes of ideation and we're teaching that to you. So we're teaching you kind of how to come up with unique ideas. And then the second most important part of what we're teaching you is how to validate that people will actually buy your idea. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you don't want you don't want to like go out and, and invent something or and you don't always have to invent something like sometimes you mm -hmm. can just differentiate in a way that is really cool. You know, yeah. Um, but uh, Jacob says, I love hugs. Send me to China. Well, come on, Jacob. Let's go <laughs> bring that chocolate with you. <laughs> that would be so fun if he goes on your trip. Yes. So um, then we go through prototyping. We teach about prototyping because there's, it's really important to actually understand the process of like trying out a product and how it would actually work in the customer's hands. And mm -hmm. then we go through manufacturing. We teach you about manufacturing and manufacturing processes. We give you homework to actually look up how different things were made. And then we talk about that together because yes. any, we have a sourcing agent that we introduce you to. And of course we teach you to not need a sourcing agent, but we want you to understand um, what a really good sourcing agent that's been in the business for 15 years can do. Right. And right. he explains like the most important thing when you're making a product is that you understand everything about that product, like yes. as much as you possibly can, because that's really going to help you talk to your manufacturers. So when our participants get to Canton, they know how to have a conversation with a manufacturer. They can speak with confidence. We give them the questions to ask. We do role playing with them. We take them on a factory tour before they even step foot in Canton. So they know how to ask to go visit the factory and what to look for when they get there and how to do wow. that with confidence. It's so, it's such a game changer. And then the next part that we teach them is negotiation. I'm telling you, Helen, people are sourcing products at ridiculous, non-profitable prices. I cannot, <laughs> I mean, every I believe person, it. yes, every person, when I get on coaching calls, that's the first thing we do is we run your numbers. And most people do not have enough profit left over to barely buy another unit. Mm -hmm. So you need to have enough money left over to buy multiple units if possible. Right. Yeah. And pay yourself back for your initial investment. And people aren't doing that because they're following these like guru methods of like 30 percent. It's not enough. And you yeah. know what else it's not enough for? Amazon is five percent of all of retail. Five percent, people. Let that sink in for a minute. That means you got 95 percent of other channels to expand into. But if you don't have the margins, you're not going to be able to do it. And if you don't have something unique, that if you don't have a brand story and something unique, it makes it really hard to, to scale because Walmart has their own people that they can go and source a commodity product and slap their own label on it, right? Right. They're going to want your product because you've built something, because you have a story and you're going to drive traffic into their stores. And the scalability of that, that's why when you look on Shark Tank and they yeah. ask what the margins are, if they can't scale it, they're not even going to make an offer. It's like no deal, right? right? But if they can scale it, they know they can scale it into the multi-millions. And that's why they make the big offers on one little product. I hope right? you're on Shark Tank sometime being one of the people. Like you're so, going to be one of the people in the oh, chairs, like judging oh the businesses. God. That's actually one of my dreams, not to be on Shark Tank necessarily, but to be um, but to be an angel investor and help You're going to do it. I know you will. 
See, I already knew your dream just from how you're talking. That's, that's how you know you're on the right path. When people can tell where you're going by your actions, like I could already tell you never told me that before. So you're yeah, doing that's all one right of my dreams is to be, you know, to be able to help people with angel investments and stuff like that one day, um, just because I really believe in helping businesses and I believe in entrepreneurs who have amazing ideas. And so the people that go through our program, they have... It's so cool to watch them because once they realize that they have the power to develop their ideas, all of these buried ideas start getting uncovered. Aww. And we have all these entrepreneurs in our program that are like, oh my gosh, I have had this idea forever and I just didn't know what to do with it. And now I know, and now I know how to source it and I know what to do and I know what prices I need to negotiate at. And so it's just... It's so cool to have a program like this. It's not like we took somebody else's course and and like copied it and made our own version. No, we you're... said, hey, if we had to teach you everything you needed to know to expand beyond Amazon, to build a brand, to create a product, to differentiate in a way that matters, like how would we do it? And we started with 20 pages and then we added 100 more. <laughs> and you know... It. And we just did it. So yeah, it's really Oh my cool. gosh, I can't wait for you to be an angel investor. I feel like <laughs> it's soon. I feel like as soon as you sell your company, that's when you can do it. So I'm gonna I say like so. I'm gonna say like two years. <laughs> You're so silly. That's like a really that I'm I don't know. That's really like um yeah. I, but, I know you. Look at this. I'm good at telling what people's goals are. Is that your exact goal? That's probably your exact goal. No, so like my goal is within five years. So, you know, really what we're doing with Digital Fire. So I have another I have a company called Digital Fire with Andy or not, and we have little courses. Like we have courses that are very in-depth. So we have a PPC masterclass that helps people like understand what they're doing with PPC, right? Um, and then we have an without software. And then we actually teach you how to use software after that as part of our PPC class. So, and then we have another class called Sourcing Small Masterclass. And what it's all about is we actually teach you, if you're just wanting to learn how to sell on Amazon, like you're just wanting to get, like, get started without investing a whole bunch of money in private label, we teach you how to like, pick uh, a product and source it small. So we teach you how to use like sites like Alibaba to actually yeah. only source like a hundred units. Um, so yeah, AliExpress too, right? Cause that's even smaller. Yes, but um, it can be more expensive to source small on AliExpress versus like um, wholesaler.alibaba.com and, and that kind of stuff. So we did a podcast on it and it got, it was really popular and people loved it. And I had so many coaching calls after that. And people were like, oh, teach me how to do that. I want to try that. Yeah. And so we were like, let's just do a course. So we teach them how to do a G10 exemption so that they don't have to buy barcodes. We teach them how to source and what to source, like how to evaluate what to source. And then we par partnered with a prep center so that overseas sellers. So we have a large Australian following and we don't want to forget about our lovely Australians. Um, so we partnered with a prep center that was just also starting off. And so she, uh, Kimmy over at Precision Prep has agreed to like at, get our products in like small quantities because oh, most prep so centers. Awesome. Yeah. And so she kind of partnered with us and then um, and then, you know, we teach you how to launch, like how to do a mini launch. We teach you listing optimization inside of that course 
And uh-huh. then we also teach you how to set up your initial PPC for a little mini launch. And so it's like everything start to finish. We teach you how to pick out like a trademark without having to trademark anything, how to like do like a little test brand on Amazon, how to list all that kind of stuff. So it's just kind of like A to Z and it's only $96. So people like oh all of our God. reviews, <laughs> yeah, all of our reviews inside the course, they're like, I expected this for $96 to be like, one video and it's like a full private label course. It's kind of overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's not the price it should be, but that's awesome. <laughs> that's really good. So that's Jacob asks, what do I think about 16? You guys are so much fun. You have such a cool audience. Like they're asking all these oh. questions and I love it. Um, what do I think about 1688? So um, I love playing around on 1688. I also love adding stuff like Taobao to my phone. Um, and then I'll just go to Google Translate and translate it and then copy the Chinese text back into um, 1688 or into Taobao. And that is actually a really good negotiation tip because oh. then you know what their price is, right? So you can still go back to Alibaba or whatever, but you can go, I need it for this, right? Um, so that is, uh, is, I love it for kind of like research, right? Cool. Well, this has just been amazing. I am so happy to meet you. I love your energy. I love how much you've just like gone for it. Like what you're meant to do, you just full blast going towards it. So. Thank I love you it. so much. I, I really enjoyed hanging out with you guys. You have such like a cool audience here. And, um, and you know, it's really been a lot of fun. And I hope we get to do it again sometime. Like, you know, we could definitely, we could do anything. We could talk about um, websites. We could talk about WordPress, Shopify. We could talk about Amazon affiliates. We could I talk about Facebook ads. Like, there's so much we could talk about, you know? It all overlaps. <laughs> Copywriting is definitely something that I need to learn better and it would help the whole audience so much. And then selling on Seller Central. So we do print on demand, but print on demand could be anywhere. Um, so if we did it on Seller Central, then you have the coupon codes and stuff like that. So it might be better for rebate jet. Um, but yeah. The other thing I would love to teach y'all sometime is I, um, I love to look across, I love, um, search engine optimization. I'm a total SEO nerd. Um, and I love to research across the internet. So I don't like to use Amazon tools. I like to research trends in the marketplace. And there's some really cool tips that I could show you guys just to like look for trends um, across different areas. And so it would be fun just to do like a, like a merch, um, something where like we're looking for trends, like how do you search for them? And then how do you write, um, content like SEO, really rich content that is going to get like all the people to your website. I can teach you how to do that. Oh my God. Anytime. Let me know. (laughs) You can do a Facebook live and then I can just upload it to YouTube later. If you want any day, doesn't have to be a Monday. Whenever you want, message me. We'll do it. That would be super fun. That would be super fun. I would love that. Well, thank you so much for having me. And, you know, if, if you guys are not in Amazing at Home in my Facebook group, please come join us over there. It's not as cool as Merch Money, um, <laughs> but, like, we're trying to be cool over there. And I don't let any mean people in, so don't come if you're mean because I will kick you out. Uh, like, <laughs> we're, like, a really super... That 
Yeah, we're super tight knit and we, you know, we're just like, it's a really safe place where you, there's no stupid questions. We're there to help each other. If it's a question that is like super, um, like really hard to answer, I'll often like create a video for somebody, a Aww. video answer and just post it in the group. But that's the way everybody learns, you know? And, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And then if you guys want to check out, if you're thinking about like developing a product and you want to get in on that, that's the cantonfairexperience.com or yeah. tcfebusiness.com. Yes. And then and what I, else did we talk about? I think all the links are in the description. Yes. So I'll double check yeah. at the end and make sure. That's right. Don't right. go to, you gotta, you gotta go to Helen's links because I made her special links. <laughs> I don't think, and I do have to check on that. I don't think that it, I got the one for the Canton Fair. I don't have any code or anything. So okay. may add it later, but. Um, oh, Helen, no, yes, you do. Your code, if if you go, if you guys sign up for the Canton Fair Experience, we already are at a discounted rate right now because it's like early bird pricing because we don't go until April and the course starts in February. Um, you can use code MERCHMONEY100 and save oh, an additional $100 on that. And we're about to do some free training for that group as well. So um, anyway, you can cool. definitely do that. So no worries. And, I'll add um, that. I, yeah. I and then that. if you use that code, that also goes to credit Helen for this awesome show that she does. Oh, awesome. So I'll add that code in there. Um, and then also I'm going to be on your podcast. When is that? January 7th, I think. So guys, yes. definitely listen to that. I put the podcast in the link as well. Um, but I'm excited for that. That'll be a lot of fun. Yes. We're going to have her on the seller round table and yes, we're, I can't wait to talk. about. We haven't talked about merch on the seller round table yet. So I'm like, I'm ready to do that. Awesome. Yeah. And I think Christina will be able to come too. I think I got to double check with her, but I'm pretty sure that, that both of us could do it. So the more the merrier. And we do something similar. We do it on a zoom. Um, so mm -hmm. you can go to, um, seller, uh, sorry, seller seo.com slash SRT. And, um, you can join us on the zoom and actually ask questions and stuff during our zoom. So, um, and we do some cool, we have some cool guests. Like we have Mike McCallowitz coming on in, um, February. He wrote the book. Uh, he's wrote, written a couple of books. Um, my favorite book by him is clockwork. Oh my gosh. It's such an amazing book. You have to read it. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then we've had like, we've had Neil Patel on our show and, and oh some, my God. I know it's crazy. How, right? Oh my gosh. I have got to talk to you. That is amazing. <laughs> Well, if you don't ask, you guys, if you don't ask, you don't know, like you never know who you can, yeah. do, who will do something. So, you know, we reached out to Mike McCallowitz and we were like, Hey, will you be on our podcast? We love your books. And sure enough, we couldn't get him for like six months, but he's going to be on our podcast, you oh know? And then God, Neil Patel, Andy is a total Neil Patel nerd. So he went to, he went to one of his live events. And when you ask them live, that's really a lot for them to say yeah. no. So it was really great to have Neil on too. Wow. I'm going to listen to that episode like probably right now as soon as we're done. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, I am so impressed by you and thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And I'll see you January 7th. Yes. Bye, yeah. everybody. All right. Bye, guys. Have a wonderful Christmas and New Year's and we will see you next year. Bye. Definitely. Oh no, I didn't end it. <laughs> <laughs>